Since 1973, Tattoo Charlie's has been an established body modification studio in Kentucky. Featuring world-renowned artists and piercers, currently with locations on Preston Highway and in Lexington. A staple point in the tattoo community. Learn more at TattooCharlie's.com. Set up your appointment today at 7904 Preston Highway. Our tattoos are done while you wait. Welcome to the Metal Forge. I'm your host, Mark Jackson, and I'm going to be pounding out the best regional metal for you tonight. If you're new to this show, pick up your hammer and get down with some of these featured guests. Got any questions or comments? Send them to MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com. Welcome to Metal Forge, everybody. My name's Mark. I'm your host. Thank you all for tuning in yet again in another quarantine edition of the Metal Forge. Before we get into the interview with Jacob Worley from Emerald Rage, uh, I do want to, you know, wish everybody well out there. Hope everybody's doing awesome. Hopefully, you know, you're you're not sick. You can get out and you can do whatever you can to, to provide for your family and stuff like that if you have an essential job, etc. Make sure you're following all the rules and stuff like that 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 your uh, city and uh, state governments and federal government has put under you right now just to, you know, to stop the spread of this bullshit virus. But anyways, we've got a few uh, awesome guests coming up. Uh, next week, I'm going to have Echo Soul from Fort Wayne, Indiana, talking about their new album coming out with uh, vocals by Tim Ripper Owens from Judas Priest. That's going to be fucking cool. That was a really good interview. Hope you all like it as well. New music coming out. Uh, as of April the 3rd, Lady Beast with the Vulture's Amulet. Go to their Bandcamp page and order that either on the limited edition vinyl, if it's still available, or on CD or digital, however you want to do it. It's ladybeast.bandcamp.com. Along with United Kingdom band Under King having two albums released on April the 3rd as well, with Amongst the Dead and Ghosts of the Past. Now, they're actually going to be coming in on the show. not Well, not coming in, but calling in. So it'll be the first United Kingdom overseas guest on the Metal Forge. That's going to be really fucking cool. Stay tuned for details on that. And today, uh, Vancouver band Spell is releasing Opulent Decay. That's going to be fucking cool. And hopefully before too long, I can get those guys on the show as well. And then uh, April the 24th, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Echo Soul is going to be releasing their album. So... Before we get into everything, you know, thank you all again for tuning in. I appreciate it. This is Emerald Rage. Oh, yeah. 
And I'm being joined on the phone right now from Jacob Worley from Emerald Rage in Akron, Ohio. Akron, Ohio's own Emerald Rage. Yeah, what's up, man? Dude, How's it going? Dude, how you doing, man? It's been a while I'm since I've well. seen you and talked to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been, a, it's been since August, and uh, it might be until next uh, this coming August. I know, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, because by the time we were recording this, we're still under, uh, you know, yeah, the government lowjack. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, it's been crazy. So, but yeah, if uh, anybody in the uh, Beach City 
Ohio area, go out if if you're on if you're not under lockdown, go to McAlpine Meadery on the eleventh tomorrow. And you yep. will see Overload, you will see Emerald Rage, and you will see who else is the other band? That would be Day Old Hate. Yeah. They are a uh, groove metal band. They're from Cleveland, so they're awesome. They're trekking down uh, a bit of a ways too. So, uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully all the all the sanctions or whatever laws are prohibiting people from playing and stuff like that. Hopefully, that will be said and done because uh, yeah, we we're we're ready to play, man. Yeah, I am as well. Um, you know, my uh, guitar player was just like one of those deals where he was like, "Do we need to cancel the show?" And this was literally hours before your governor was just like shelter in place order. <laughs> yep. So I'm like, damn. It's like, we're well, gonna, let's we're see gonna, how it goes. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep we're gonna keep prepared for it. And if it's like a day or two and it's not getting any better, then we might have to call it. But uh, so far, I mean, it's still on because I mean that's a month away still. I mean, time only knows what you know what's gonna happen in a month. So, um, right. Fingers crossed, we still get to play, and then uh, we're, we're we get to come back down to Louisville in August, and we're pretty excited to come back down again and uh, play. So yeah, that's, that's gonna be a, fun. Uh, gonna be a good time. That's going to be a Metal Forge uh, live event, actually. Yep, and you know, starting to sound like Vince McMahon. Don't say how show say live. Event. <laughs> Trademarked. Yeah, right. say live event. Um, but yeah, it's a Metal Forge uh, live concert. It's going to be. Uh, Overload, Emerald Rage, and from the Chattanooga scene, Coat Hanger Abortion. Oh, awesome. Yeah, Chattanooga, that's right. Yeah, Sweet. awesome death metal, you know, killer dudes. They, I brought them up to Louisville before. Awesome, awesome cats. I uh, love working with them. So, so let's get yeah, into okay. this. Tell all the listeners out there about Emerald Rage. How did you start? Because you are vocals and guitar, correct? Yes. Uh, yeah, we started... Uh, towards the tail tail end of 2016 is really when we kind of started uh throwing around the idea of like really just getting everything in stone and start getting into a band um i just i've always wanted to play man uh, i mean since i was like five or six i remember the first time i like picked up like kiss records and alice cooper records and i was just all about that shit and um and so you know i mean I found, uh, I found my, uh, our current guitarist, Pat, who was kind of shared the same interest in stuff like, you know, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, Metallica, Megadeth, that kind of more that classic, uh, heavy metal approach. Yeah. Um, the biggies. And yeah. And then we, we kind of threw in some mixes of stuff cause we found some in common ground with some of that more, uh, like European German style power metal, like Halloween and blind guardian and, uh, running wild and stuff. And, you know, we throw in some thrash and we throw in some, even some, even some seventies, I guess, more hard rock stuff like Sabbath, Blue Oyster Cult, you know, Zeppelin, Deep Purple, Rainbow kind of stuff, then Lizzie, because you know, we're just we just kinda of bounce around from thing to thing and uh that's kind of one of the, the, the biggest uh factors that I've really liked and come to um really embrace with Emerald Rage is that we're we're kind of everything from um, you know uh, an Ozzy Osbourne to Slayer and everything in between, you know. Right, and I think, you know, having a wide, you know, having a wide source of music to come to, you know, that, you know, where you you can pull from and listen to as much stuff as you can that's not in your local scene or anything else, and even in your local scene to a degree. Yeah. You know, seeing what everybody, what all your friends are into and such, you know, that is one thing that I have, you know, awesome 
you know, that has been crazily awesome for this show since the, yeah. since leaving the FM radio station back at the end of the year and going to a podcast, I have, I was only in a local deal. So uh-huh. I've been able to see and, and get other bands like, uh, you know, a couple weeks back I had Lady Beast on when they're from Pittsburgh and they're bad, okay. they're bad fucking Yeah, bands. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've heard of them. They're pretty good. Um, how do you all get together? Do you all do you all live in the same area? Because that seems to be a thing these days where you might have people in one city and in another city that might be two or three mm-hmm. hours or ten yep. or fifteen hours away. How does that how does that work for you? Yeah, so uh, we call it, uh, three of us at least kind of all live in the, the Akron area. I personally live in a suburb called Green. It's about 10 minutes south. Uh, our guitarist and our drummer uh, live in about the Cuyahoga Falls area, but they all come down. And then actually, like you just said, we actually have our bass players from New Philadelphia, Ohio, which is about 50 minutes south. So he makes the, 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 he makes the, the big commute. Yeah. yeah, he makes the big commute. He steps up, but... Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's he was in the same boat as us, man. He plays in a uh, an industrial band called Syringe. Oh yeah, in, yeah, uh, yeah. In New Philly, yeah. And, but you know, he he was raised on you know Judas Priest, Metallica, Megadeth. So like you know, he wanted he wanted every bit as part of this kind of stuff as we did. So uh, yeah, he makes the commute. But yeah, I mean, we're all things considered, we're pretty close by. But yeah, I, I mean, I get what you're saying. I've I've actually uh, I've encountered a few musicians in the local area where you know. The band is based in, like, technically Chicago, but then you have a guy from Grand Rapids, Michigan, a guy from Cleveland, Ohio, a guy from, you know, Gary, Indiana, that it's just, they get <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> together, you know, once a, once a month and, you know, jam or something. It's, Absolutely. And it's like one of those things where, you know, they, they drive the main highway and it's, and they pick yeah. up a member here and there. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, yeah, it's definitely, I mean, that's, I don't know how much of a fan I'd be of that approach, but I mean, hey, all power to you if you're able to do it. What inspires Emerald Rage songs? Oh, uh, ironically, the band kind of started off as more of this um, Viking, folky kind of themed band, which you can kind of hear in some of our songs. We still kind of have that element, but what we really tried to do right off the bat was kind of something like an Ensiferum or a Tear or a Monomarth, kind of that kind of uh, the melodic folk viking approach but after two or three songs we kind of got a little bit tired of it and moved to something else but we we kind of because we kind of wanted to just kind of bounce back and forth but i mean a lot of things you know everything from history like you know historical battles to science fiction to uh you know mythology and stuff like that norse mythology greek mythology history basically anything that we just find is just super Interesting. Dope and yeah, epic. interesting to you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That, you Which know, is, you can really just make a cool metal anthem about, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. Which is really cool because, you know, you get to the point where you're not entirely basing um, you know, not everything is an epic song. You know, you right. do have you do have the songs that, you know, is the quick three minute pop. Right. You know, and you get the the songs of the nine minute, you know. Yep. Stuff like Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Oh yeah. So one of yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've kicked around the idea of doing stuff about V for Vendetta before and doing That's something cool. like the Clockwork Orange because I've one of my you know I kind of like some of more of those dystopian kind of uh, ideas and themes. I think that there's a lot of cool products that kind of come out of that. Like one of my all time favorite albums is Operation Mind Crime by Queensrÿche, and I mean that whole storyline with with that you know that kind of underground revolution stuff. It's just it's it's, it's an epic album. So. You know, we, I mean, we kind of just kick around ideas, whatever we find interesting, whatever we can put, you know, pieces together and be like, okay, this is an original approach. It's not something that's, you know, 
been done to death and we can we can kind of work something here then we just kind of go for it do you have a favorite song you've written Ooh, and I, I know this is like the cliche response but it's like asking to pick a favorite child but uh, you must choose yeah i gotta <laughs> i gotta say uh it's probably it's probably high king you know that's kind of like the one that i guess most people are into like you know i mean we don't i guess we're not we don't have enough under our belt to say that that's our uh our quote unquote greatest hit, but if there's a song that people know by us so far, it's been that one. But uh, I mean, I mean, everything about that I think is has just pieced it together to be a very good metal anthem. It's slow, it's dark, it's heavy, it's also melodic. You know, it's got the chugginess, it's got the the thrashiness, it's got also like the you know the more of that Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, Halloween kind of melodic approach to it, and I just think it's a it's a it's a it's a blister song, you know. It's a hot song that can really get the crowd going, and so I mean, and you know the the lyrical content, everything about it, I think is just something I really really enjoy about playing that song. Okay, I could I could relate to that, and I'll be playing yeah. that uh, at the end of the show, actually. So. Yep. Um, there you go. Uh, when you guys write songs, do you have a working title that you assign to your songs that might be crazy or obscene or anything like that? It kind of just depends from song song to song. Sometimes when I hear, when we write a song musically, I think of the exact title I want it, and I think of the exact lyrical content I want it. So right off the gate, I can already throw a name tag on it. For example, we also have a song called Raffle Eyes that was inspired by, uh, I listened to a crap ton of Gamma Ray that day, and I was just like, you know, I'm going to write something fast, heavy, melodic, like like a Gamma Ray or, you know, Blind Guardian or Primal Fear kind of thing. So the working title of it was just Gamma Ray. So it was pretty cut and dry. So, I mean, it kind of just depends from song to song. If I have a really cool idea for, you know, if I, if I, if I can latch something on it real quick that I know, oh, man, that's exactly what I want, then I pretty much already have the title that I want. But other than that, we'll, do, we'll, just, throw, we'll just throw something on there. <laughs> and we'll just kind of – I don't know if it's anything really I've seen more so just cut and dry. Okay. Just, yeah, it's something to recognize it. Okay, yeah. Nothing, nothing wrong with that at all. I've had people yeah. who label their songs like A minor speed metal. Yeah, some, yeah, exactly. Something that. Oh yeah, that one. I know. How yep. that starts. A minor <laughs> speed metal or snake. Right, right, <laughs> Cause, right. Because the riff reminds me of a snake. You know, that's cool. Okay. That to me, that's cool yeah, because yeah. it's like I always wonder what it's like for huge bands that you know, like Metallica, when they release right. stuff like Demo Magnetic, where it's yeah. you know. Nine was the name of a song, but it's like, you know. Right. Or I think uh, Cyanide was German Soup. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. It's kind of like, yeah, you don't know, think of a band that big and, you know, <laughs> intricate, oh, it's Metallica. You know, right. they have these silly names as for songs, you know, you're just kind of like, oh, I don't know what the hell, that's not what I'd expect from Metallica. But, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny when you think about that. I know a band who used the term uh, Blisterfuck once for, <laughs> for, a, for a song title. Well, there you, yeah. And it's it's not that now, but maybe I think it should be. It might draw some attention. You know? Yeah, it's one way to turn some heads. If you could have written any song or album by another artist that was you know yours, what would it be? Oh man, this might be the picking two kids thing again. Yeah, picking the favorite. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if I, I mean, the smart businessman inside of me would pick Dark Side of the Moon because I'd be a millionaire right now. But right, uh, <laughs> uh, man, I'd have to honestly. I'm probably going to have to go with Ride the Lightning, Metallica. Just, I think everything about that album, front to back, has got everything that incorporates Metallica. I mean, it starts off with Fight Fire, and it just, it's it's in your face, it's heavy, it's brutal, and it's got, you know, the it, it was definitely the step 
uh, it's definitely the the big first step I think they took in the evolution of the band with right. the technicality, with the melodic, you know, the harmonies and Kirk was, you know, wasn't just relying on the, the pentatonic licks and, you know, it wasn't just nothing but glorified punk riffs, if you will, kind of clamored together. But I mean, everything from fade to black, you have, you know, you're more, melodic kind of slower songs you have you know trapped under ice and ride the lightning that are just in your face uh i mean escape to me is i think a very underrated song you know i know that kind of got swept under the rug even by the band because it was kind of that last second song that they had to kind of throw on to just please the record label but i mean i think it's a great song i think call it is a great way to end an album uh so i mean everything about that album to me i mean that's an album i started listening to since god man third grade i used oh, yeah. to take that on the cd i used to bring the cd player on the bus and i mean i, I think i must have replaced that like three times because a lot of times i i would get scratches and had to replace it and skipping but yeah I, I, that's probably right off the bat if i if one comes to mind it would probably have to be ride the lightning i think i probably have at least three copies of that currently yeah I know. Yeah, I got about three or four. Right, and because you know you've got to have the vinyl, and yep. then oh, you, yeah. you've got to have the you know the CD. You got to have the digital. You've got to have the yep. tape if you have it. Yep. So yeah, I could totally get that. It's one of yep. those albums that's ridiculous. Stands the test of time, and yeah. the same with Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. I think it's the only album that, that has album's... remained. On the Billboard Nearly charts. 50 years old, yeah. yeah. Nearly 50 years old, and that album is still... You turn on any rock station, you're going to hear a song off that album. It's, oh, yeah. It's, it's crazy. And, you know, like you said with Ride the Lightning, like that thing... God, that it's hard to believe that that's starting to creep up on 40 years old now. But, yeah, still to this day, I mean, I still... I still, whether I like to admit it or not, take a few things from that playbook and then oh. throw it into our music. So, I mean, I mean, every band, you know, I mean, that album is just... I think that album changed the game. I mean... I mean, you know, respect to, you know, Slayer and respect to, you know, Megadeth and all that. But I think that Ride the Lightning is what kind of molded Thrash to what it was going to be because it, it was, I think, the first Thrash record that literally could pack all the elements that you could might need. And it kind of showed that Thrash, you know, it's OK to kind of get more melodic and technical stuff and you don't need to just play, you know, breakneck speed metal just for the sake of playing it. But you can throw in some really cool ideas in it. And I think that. You know, when I look back and, 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 you know, I mean, you had the Mustaine incorporation still on that album. So it's kind of hard to deny that. I mean, you listen to stuff like Colin Cthulhu and it's like, yep, yeah, that's definitely some Mustaine riffs in there. Right. So I mean, it's, 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 I think that compact everything that kind of really defined thrash metal, at least what it was going to be, not necessarily what it is maybe by today's standard, but what the future of thrash metal, I think was really heavily relied on that release. Absolutely. And I think it's one of those things where, you know, there was definitely a a division line between bands like Metallica, Megadeth, and Slayer and Anthrax, yeah, yeah, versus other bands like Exodus and Testament and Death Angel, right? Overkill and, and oh yeah, sure. Overkill, um, uh, Violence, you know, Whiplash, right. you know, all these bands out yep. there. Uh, Hobbs Angel of Death, you know, because those are those bands are like all speed and uh, yep. grit aggression and yeah in your face and, you know all that stuff yeah right and you know and there's and i love most of those bands but oh yeah me too man you know do i listen to them back to back with like a ride the lightning not so much yeah because to me it's one of those almost differing um differing genre almost yeah uh, if you could go back in time and play any concert what would it be 
Uh, I got to think about this one too. <laughs> Man, I believe there was. I'm I'm gonna have to say the Screaming for Vengeance tour by Judas Priest because Iron Maiden was the support act. And if I got to play on a tour with Iron Maiden and Judas Priest, I think like every, I think I would die peacefully. Right. <laughs> I like instantly. Like even after the tour was over, I would be like, all right, that's fine. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it's hard to. And it's hard to fathom that, too, because Judas Priest is coming right off Screaming for Vengeance and Iron Maiden is coming right off Number of the Beast. I mean, that's just like that's pinnacle heavy metal right there. And it's it, if I had to if I had to pick one right off the bat, uh, a few other ones that come to mind is the Black and Blue Tour. I think that was uh, that was Sabbath and Boyster Cult in like 80, 81. That was like when Dio first joined. Yeah, I think uh, you know, what else there's there's the. Uh, there was a Castle Donington, Monsters of Rock, Iron Maiden was headlining. You had Kiss, Guns N' Roses, Halloween, I think, was on that, Megadeth. Yeah, so, I mean, I, there has been some fantastic shows. But, yeah, that Priest-Iron Maiden tour, man, that's 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 tough to throw down. Wasn't the uh, Monsters <laughs> yeah. of Rock tour in, um, like, 1982, wasn't that the one that Anvil was one of the headliners on? What was um, that? What was that? Or was that the reading? Was that a reading PA festival? Or, that, there was a major. No, it was a, it was over in Britain. I know that. Was it Monsters of Rock? Okay, I think so, it yeah, was. It might Don, have been one of the Donington shows. Yeah, that was their Metal on Metal. Yeah, the debut of Metal on Metal, and yeah. after that, they start the the documentary that way, and it's just yeah, like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And you see thousands and thousands of yeah. You all about, played with them, is that correct? Yes, we. I was about to say about a year ago. Is, uh, yeah, about a year ago this time we played uh, with Anvil, and there's a really, really awesome band, I believe, from California. Hopefully I'm not getting that wrong, but they're called Archer Nation, and they're a three-piece on a David Ellison's record label, and they are absolutely killer. Uh, Don Jameson did some comedy that night, too, so I mean it was just a really, really cool show to be a part of. But, uh, yeah, we got to play with Anvil. Anvil were super, super nice guys. I think we kind of su- – we might have surprised them because during the sound check we were playing Stargazer by Rainbow and during our set we played Victim of Changes by Judas Priest and wow. you know, all of us were just a bunch of college kids. So they're probably wondering how the hell we do that stuff. But you know, I mean Definitely. we like we like what's good. That's right. So Do you have a favorite city or venue you like to perform in? Because I know you've went and done some some small touring, like weekend tours and stuff like that. Yeah. Um yeah. Because of course, you know, you, um, you played here in Louisville last yeah. year and mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was a really cool venue. I, I liked it. Uh, I mean, I've never really had a a bad experience play. Uh, I would say in our hometown, we absolutely love uh, a venue called the Empire Concert Club. It's in, off Talmadge Avenue. We played there, God, maybe nearly a dozen times at this point. Very, very well run facility. Pays very well. Uh, people love going there. Everything about it is just a fantastic place to play. Um, we like also the Buzzbin that's in Canton. Um, that's about 20 minutes south of Akron or so. It's right in downtown Canton. It's a, it's really kind of like this almost punk rock theme kind of feel to it, vibe to it. It's uh, It's got actually like a, an arcade attached to it and a bar. I mean, it's really, nice. it's a really cool. It's more of a, it's a, it's more of a party venue that I think everybody just loves to get together and jam to. Um, but out on the road, we played at a really, really awesome venue in uh, Madison, Wisconsin called the Crucible. And uh, that was the first time I ever got to have like a, <clears throat> a full on like backstage area with like a curtain and everything. I thought it was, I thought we thought we were, we yeah. thought we were all. <laughs> you thought you were full on rock star. Yeah. Right. And, right. Oh, yeah. But, uh, 
Yeah, I, I've had that one other time, and it's been it was well. I can't say one other time. I've done some things where you know you you do things on a shoestring budget sometimes. So, but yeah, one yeah. one real show where that was a thing, and it was that was really cool. And yeah, yeah. So I can get that. I can get behind that. That's that's awesome. Yeah. I ask these questions to um, to everybody. Do you know just because we're all people and we're all in this together? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your favorite film? Ooh. I know. I'm just making you like pick favorite yeah. pick favorite <laughs> film. Children all show long. You know, I really like the the original Texas Chainsaw, uh, the '74 one. That yeah. was I think extremely well done. Uh, still to this day, one of those test of time uh, films. Uh, one of the films I actually really like too is Saving Private Ryan. I think it's a very well done film. I mean, you know, I think everybody played the roles perfectly from that film, uh, but. Uh, man, if I had to, hmm. I work with a guy who looks like the old Matt Damon from that film. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's a, uh, yeah, it, I probably, <laughs> I'll just, I'll stick with my first day. I'll stick with the Texas Chainsaw. I think that was a, just a very well done movie. Awesome. And, uh, so yeah, that's, that's a really, yeah, I, I mean, think you can't really go good. wrong, you know? No. Um, do you no. have a favorite food? Favorite food? Probably, uh. Probably anything like Indian, honestly. I love like chana masala curry and that kind of stuff. Nice. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, anything, anytime I get to an Indian buffet or anything, I, I clear that out, dude. I love, I love Indian food, dude. <laughs> um, next time you guys are here, um, they there is one in town, and oh. it's super cheap. And I will have to take you guys over there, and, and you know they close their they close at like two thirty in the afternoon. Oh, okay. So yeah. and then they open back up for a dinner service, but yeah, the uh, the buffet is open from like eleven to two thirty, and it is yeah. killer. Oh so, yeah, but yeah, I can totally totally dig that. What's your ultimate jam? This may be a a cliche answer, but honestly, I'm thinking uh, something like "Rocky Like a Hurricane" or "You Got Another Thing Coming" or uh, "Wherever I May Roam." You know, there's still an element about these kind of bigger hits, and you know, you kind of realize why exactly they got to that level. Oh yeah, it's but you know, to me, Rocky like a hurricane. Still, I mean, I think everything about that. I mean, I grew up on Scorpions. You know, that's actually one of my dad's favorite bands. So, I got, I got, <clears throat> I got all interactive with all their records and stuff like that. Rudolph Schenker is personally like I think my biggest guitar inspiration and influence. So, uh, I think that something like a, a blackout or you know. Rocky Like a Hurricane or Love Drive, any of those really fast-paced, energetic Scorpion songs, man. I I, I can jam some Scorpions. <laughs> Wind of Change. Oh, yeah, even Wind of Change. Wind <laughs> if of, I'm still wanna... loving you, I don't care. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm a sucker for the balance, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that's my uh, that's my sing in the car. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, it, clear, it clears the depression out. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. What's your guilty pleasure? ABBA. No question about it. I mean, I don't even know if I'm that guilty about it. I'll full on admit it, but dude, I can jam to some ABBA, no yeah. doubt. I, no, and, you know, I it, ABBA seems to be that one group that even even if everybody's you know into, you can go into like a sea of people wearing you know battle vests and denim leather and all that, wearing Saxon and Motorhead patches, and you say ABBA, people still, you know, people are gonna get down with it. I I find it it's just funny how ABBA's kind of widely accepted among metalheads but oh, yeah. i mean abba's, abba's fantastic i love abba 
you know, it's it's actually real. It's documented that you know Lemmy was an ABBA fan, and well, yeah. as well as people like uh, Patsy Cline and Loretta Lynn and yeah. Tammy Wynette and everything. I, I I remember I saw an interview, or maybe I read it. It was an interview with um, Johann Hag of Amana Mars, and even them are like, yeah, I mean, I mean, especially them being from Sweden, it's kind of like sacrilegious even if you're into right. all black metal and bathory and shit like that but it's still sacrilegious to, to not like abba absolutely so. yeah they it's one of those things that it's uh the wayne's world thing it was issued in the it, it was issued with uh you know with tide samples and stuff yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> oh yeah oh, do you have gosh. a spinal tap moment uh Please, uh, before I, before you answer, do you know what I mean? <laughs> because sometimes I have to ask. A lot of the like exactly. the early twenty uh, people, early twenties people that come on the show, like twenty two, twenty three, they're like, "What's Spinal Tap?" I mean, I've I'm I've taken this as like a one of those really like ridiculous moments on stage. Yes, or kind of blown out of proportion and kind of stuff. Yeah the 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 ultimate thing that could go wrong on stage that ruins the show, but. But does, but you get can't just help but laugh and be like shit. Well, yeah, you know, my spinal tap moment. Uh, <laughs> I would have to say uh, about about a couple weeks ago, we were playing a show. <laughs> Recent, <in Lakewood>. yeah, <laughs> we were playing a show in Lakewood, and um, <laughs> yeah, this is this, this is interesting. So so my my bassist gets this new Dean guitar and he's like, Hey, I, I have a I have a favor, I want you to play this guitar to to break it in and you know, whatnot. And I'm like, All right, yeah, sure, I'm cool over that and and we get to the venue and like five, ten minutes before we go on stage, we realize there's only one of the uh strap screws on the guitar. Oh no. So you can't put on a strap for the guitar. And so we're kind of figuring this out, asking other bands to, to use uh, one of their guitars. Luckily, one of the, the dudes from Assault, uh, a thrash band up in Cleveland we were playing with, they, uh, he let me use one of his guitars. But I was also battling a huge sinus infection that whole week. Oh. So I had to detune that. And I'm trying to windmill. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, headbang and windmill and get moving. But every time I do, there's, like, spit flying and mucus running down my nose and I mean it's just gross and stuff and I have to keep turning around and wiping my arm on it yeah so I'd have to say like that's just it it was just one of those those hot mess moments where Ooh, I'm like you know yeah, I mean, absolutely you gotta just you gotta just sit back and be like really why is this all gonna happen now oh I get it you know I watched I once watched Gene Simmons perform live and it I swear it looked like he was like a rabid dog he was drooling so much singing yeah on the on the video screen and I was like oh that's gross and there's like <laughs> projectile spit like where he just like <laughs> barks his lyrics oh. Alive. Yeah, and it's just like oh, oh, oh I think I'm gonna be sick. <laughs> uh, so definitely, yeah. I get that. Oh, <laughs> what is your greatest achievement as a musician? Well, um, I guess it's not too early to let. I guess it's not too early now to let the cat out of the bag. But we just got done. Um, we wrapped up a song we were recording with uh, Tim Ripper Owens. <laughs> From Judith Priest, really? and Earth, and Ingve Malmsteen. So nice. Uh, that's... that's currently getting mixed and whatnot. And uh, yeah, to me, that's like that's like. I mean, he's also. I mean, he's, he's an, an Ohio native. Uh, yeah, he's an Akron native. He's kind of the hometown hero for the the metalheads, I guess, around here. That you're like, oh, that, I mean, hell, if he can be in Judas Priest, I can, I can, I can 
I could find a way to make a living doing this. Oh, well, yeah, so, absolutely. But uh, so, yeah, I think that to me is just like, wow, I can't believe I'm doing it. And I'm listening to the song and I'm listening to hearing my vocals and then hearing his vocals. And I'm like, wow, I can't I can't believe that. Like, that's crazy, man. And so, yeah, that, that's a pretty that's a pretty awesome achievement i think for me or, very uh, much about, so i'm gonna have yeah. to now i'm going to have to uh, reach out to him and see if he'll do the show <laughs> well no the reason why is because i just um by the time this is being recorded you know it's about a week or so before the the air date yeah. uh, i interviewed a band earlier in the week who has uh, Ripper Owens on three tracks is on their new album coming out at the end <laughs> of April and that will be next week's episode there, yeah so, so you got yeah you gotta have them and plus i mean with him getting back together with kk downing and stuff like that i mean it's now's the perfect time to because uh you know he's been he's kind of been in and out of some few projects you know i was really i was really into that charred walls of the dam that he had going on oh yeah um i'm not really sure what's up with that i'm not really sure what's up with beyond fear and stuff like that but uh it, i'm just really glad to see him back with kk and stuff like that i mean i I guess I'm a bit biased because he's an Akron guy, but like, I really loved Jugulator and I really loved Demolition. I know they weren't the, uh, I guess, classic priest approach to it, but I, but they, I, mean, I still thought they were great metal records. And I think that's right. at the end of the day, that's what it's about. And, and I still, you know, you know, jam both of them as much as I can. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's all good stuff. Um, it's interesting too, because, you know, and you're not biased because he's from, from your city because, right. you know, I'm not biased because John Mellencamp's from Indiana. Right, you know, and I'm not biased because um, Axel is from Lafayette, Indiana. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Axel Correct. can still suck it. <laughs> <laughs> he went to he went to L.A. So <laughs> exactly. Uh, last question. It, it's kind of the morbid. How would you like to die? <laughs> How would I like to die? Oh man, I read a I read a, a post one time that said. Uh, How would I like to die? And it says Clint Eastwood shooting me and Morgan Freeman narrating it. And I thought that was just fantastic. That'd be kind of a funny way to go out. Uh, I would like to, you know what? I'll go back to referencing Spinal Tap. I'd like to combust on stage. Nice. <laughs> I can I can relate to that. that There's way. no better way to go out. You're doing what you love. I mean, you're going out with a bang. It, it covers all the grounds. I I could could definitely go with that. You know, and in a cloud yep, it's, of, it's and in a cloud over. of smoke. Yeah, exactly. It puts on a show. You know, people are going to remember that forever. I mean, Whether yeah, they, they might. Or not, they know? might lose the solo or something right. that you're playing, but <laughs> but I mean, it is it is live. So you know, sometimes exactly. it's not mixed well. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably, I would like to be properly show. mixed to where <laughs> it it just fades out. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. All right. Uh, Jacob, why don't you tell everybody how they can get a hold of you guys for booking or just even to check you guys out? All right, yeah. So uh, we're currently streaming on uh, all major platforms, whether it's iTunes, um, Spotify, Bandcamp, uh, whatever you know you you use from day to day life. Um, we released in our uh, debut EP called White Stag back in December, towards the end of the year. And uh, we have an upcoming single, like I said, coming up uh, called The Devil's Warhead with Tim Ripper Owens. And we actually are about about done tracking for a uh, debut album coming up. But um, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, you can send an email to emeraldrageband at gmail.com. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the, the major uh, major platforms that bands are 
on nowadays. Message us on Bandcamp, whatever, and uh, we'll get back to you. And, uh, yeah, uh, check us out. Check out a few songs. Tell us what you like and don't like. And, uh, you know, always appreciative to uh, hear what people have to say. Absolutely. And I thank you for coming on the show. And yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. And hopefully I get to see you tomorrow. If not, it's understandable, but yep. we'll rain check yep. it at some point. Yep. And now there's always uh, there's always another time I can like we'll get you guys up here. Oh yeah, it, uh, definitely if for that, sure. If it doesn't uh, if it doesn't hold up tomorrow, so absolutely. So here is High King by Emerald Rage. <laughs>
Since 1973, Tattoo Charlie's has been an established body modification studio in Kentucky. Featuring world-renowned artists and piercers, currently with locations on Preston Highway and in Lexington. A staple point in the tattoo community. Learn more at TattooCharlie's.com. Set up your appointment today at 7904 Preston Highway. Our tattoos are done while you wait. <laughs> 